from him who sends his Holy Spirit to us, the advocate, the comforter, the helper, the one who comes alongside and delivers him to us in holy baptism, through his word, and in his holy supper, so that we have peace that passes understanding. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this morning is our gospel lesson, where Jesus says these words to the disciples, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. This is our text. So what was the last question you asked Jesus? What was the last question you asked Jesus? If we're being honest with ourselves, most of the questions we ask Jesus begin with the word, why? I have to confess I've been asking that question since Friday. Why did I get this stinking summer cold? Maybe you ask other things like, why does my brother or sister get all the good stuff in life? Or Jesus, why don't you just get rid of all the bad stuff in the world? You could do it. Or why don't you help me when I really, really need it? We don't always get satisfactory answers to those questions, do we? And why isn't always the best question to ask Jesus? In fact, the better question to ask would be where? Where are you, Jesus, in the midst of my trial and trouble and suffering? But it's part of the human nature to ask why. In fact, even Jesus' own disciples asked him why questions. In fact, in the verse right before today's gospel lesson, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other Judas, asks Jesus a why question. Why do you reveal yourself to us and not to the world? It's a good question. It's a question that we ask when we look around and see all the evil, all the anti-biblical things happening, and we say to Jesus, why don't you just reveal yourself to the world and tell everybody the truth? You can do it, Jesus. Things would be so much easier. They would be so much better if you would simply reveal yourself to everyone. Why do you reveal yourself to us, Jesus, and not to the world? Well, actually, he does reveal himself to the world. Jesus tells us that he reveals himself to the world through those who love him and keep his word. And God willing, that's us. That's you and me. When we are faithful to the word of God, the watching world sees Jesus. It's too bad that much of the world takes just a cursory look at Christianity and doesn't get inside of it, doesn't dig down deep into it, and, and they say they're much more judgmental than they are loving. We have a public relations problem, don't we? And it starts with Christians who are more judging than they are loving. Now, that's not to say that we are not supposed to judge. We are to judge, but with a spirit of loving correction. When we see sin and sinfulness, we are to lovingly correct those who are comfortable in their sin. But we do it gently 
and we do it compassionately with love and care and concern. And this is where Pentecost and the Holy Spirit come in. For the church to be the church, to be the faithful, to be faithful to the Son who was faithful to the Father, the church needs the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit leads us into the truth, and the truth is Jesus. After all, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. If we don't remember Jesus' words to and through the apostles, well then, we won't reveal Jesus as he has given himself to be known to the world. But when we keep Jesus' words, we do far more than just memory work of Bible verses. We live by the word, in love and in truth. And here's how that happens. The word that Jesus uses when he describes the Holy Spirit is a word that means comforter, helper, advocate. It's very similar to the word that's used in Psalm 23. You remember how it goes. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Right, I hear you. The Holy Spirit, you see, is our attorney. He's our lawyer. He's our advocate. He's the one who pleads for us. The one who gets us off the hook when the devil points his accusing finger at us. He's the one who fills us and feeds us and keeps us and loves us. He's the one who speaks the truth to us and sets us free by the forgiveness of our sins. If you think about it, the Holy Spirit looks an awful lot like you. When you stand up for others, when you try to become more like Jesus, when you bear and share the love of Jesus into the world. So I want to ask you this morning, where does God need a really good lawyer in Castleberry? or in your neighborhood. Over the course of the last year or so, a group of your fellow members have been giving up some of their Saturdays to follow the leading of the Lord as we talk about where God is taking and sending Ascension Lutheran Church as we walk our way into the future, attempting to discern God's Spirit in this place. And the result of those meetings has been that your fellow members feel the calling of the Lord that the Lord is calling us outside of ourselves and into the community. And you see it in our sort of revised little mission statement that's on the front of our bulletin, where it says that Ascension Lutheran Church connects disconnected people to the joyful community of the caring Christ. And so our congregation is starting to make forays out there into the community, outside of ourselves, outside of these four walls, as we've been involved in the, in the citywide Easter egg hunt, along with other churches, and the Funtoberfest that takes place in October. And as I mentioned earlier this morning, we've got a crew working to put together a brand new ministry called Communion Cowork, where the love and truth of Jesus will be spoken and shared on a daily basis in a completely outside-the-box way, admittedly. But there is so much more to be done here at Castleberry and in your own neighborhood. We see the Lord is calling this congregation to remember that it's really not all about us. It's about the impact that Jesus has on our communities through us. And so the vision that we see set before us is that Ascension Lutheran Church will be filled with leaders 
who take on projects and initiatives and ministries outside of these four walls. And so someday soon, the citizens of Castleberry and Winter Springs and Longwood and Altamont Springs will know that the best, most servant-hearted leaders come from Ascension Lutheran Church. And when they're looking for somebody to be part of their organization, part of their community, part of their board, they will turn to us. Knowing that servant-hearted leaders live in this place and show and share the love and concern of Jesus. God has located this church in this place for the people who are already here. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples that day, the day of our text. Jesus told them that he has taken up residence in them with the Father. As a result of the Pentecost outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has taken up residence in you with the Father. That's what happens for the baptized beginning all the way at the beginning of life for many of us, and it leads all the way to the end of life. I think about that pouring out of the Holy Spirit numerous frequent times in my own ministry. I think back to the day quite some years ago in Milwaukee where I was able to baptize nine young children from our congregation school. The teachers identified those students and said, these are children who are ready for baptism, whose parents are going to follow through and see to it that they are brought up in the ways and works of the Lord. And so we baptize them, and we remember that baptism now saves you with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's true of you. From the very moment you are baptized, baptism now saves you. And the Holy Spirit sticks with you and stays with you throughout the course of your life as I think about a member of this congregation who recently called me to the bedside of her terminally ill husband and he was given the gift of the Holy Spirit by way of Holy Communion in the end months of his life and then finally one last time, not more than 30 minutes before he entered the life that is to come. Baptism now saves you with the gift of the Holy Spirit from the beginning of our Christian lives all the way up until the end. And remember that the ruler of this world has no claim on Jesus and he has no claim on those in whom Jesus dwells, and that's you and me. The same Jesus who died on the cross, who shed his blood for you, who rested in the tomb and rose again from the dead victoriously, has sent his Holy Spirit to live in you. Neither the devil nor the world has any claim on you. You are his. And that means that you walk around in this world or in your own neighborhood with the name of Jesus stamped on your forehead. And wherever Jesus' name is, he is not separate from it, but he is right there. Your sins are forgiven in his name. You are free from the pain of eternal death in his name. You are given the joy and peace that comes as you are rescued from the snatches of sin and death and the devil in his name. So we ask, Jesus, why do you reveal yourself to us? and not to the world. And Jesus answers, I most certainly do show myself to the world through you. 
You, he says, are the advocate, the attorney, the helper, the comforter to those in need all around you because my Holy Spirit lives in you and dwells in you. I do my work in you and through you. And Jesus leaves us with these words. As we heard it put so well in this morning's children's time, as he sends his Holy Spirit to you today, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid, as I do my work in you and for you and through you. Let the world always see Jesus in us so that it too will know that peace, the peace that passes understanding that comes from the life death, and resurrection of Jesus delivered into our lives by the Holy Spirit in our baptism and through the means of grace. In Jesus' name, amen.